All right. Welcome, everyone, back into another episode of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. As always, you are joined by me, Taylor. And me, Evan. And we're here to recap all things Premier League soccer, all things Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League to serve all of your Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League needs. Um, Evan, how are you feeling about uh, soccer at the moment? Uh, feeling pretty good about soccer. Lots of drama, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm really, this season has been great. Uh, and it looks like it's going to kind of end with a bang too, rather than it just kind of tying up the loose ends early, like in March, it seems like it's going to kind of stretch. There's going to be several things to be looking for. So yeah, I'm pretty high on soccer right now. Same. Yeah. The, the idea that we might actually have a title race is extremely exciting to me as a neutral um and watching city get beat there's nothing quite like it yeah they it yeah it's so it's so interesting and i don't know it's like it happens the same it seems like it happens the same way every time it, it just it's just like they get frustrated and they can't do anything and then at some point it feels like it just is never going to happen you know it's weird. It, it, when they get off to a start firing on all cylinders very early, you know, there's no chance. But if you can frustrate them for that long, then you know, yeah. you, you have a decent chance of pulling out a result. Yeah, that's a good point. And I wonder how much that has to do with the lack of a like true striker. If like maybe if you have someone in that striker role, it allows you to kind of like even if you're not playing particularly well, maybe you're like kind of fluid front three or not kind of firing on all cylinders. You still have yeah. that guy who you can always target and always get the ball to. But if you don't have that guy, it's more like a kind of cog, a set of cogs. And if there's kind of a stick in the cogs, then maybe yeah. it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that, especially um, if it's somebody like a Harry Kane, someone that can, uh, or Aguero, um, what he used to, you know, he used to be able to just kind of make something out of nothing. And it doesn't yeah. really feel like they have that kind of player, except maybe De Bruyne. But he plays so far back sometimes that he, you just can't always do that. And plus, what, what's so special about him is his passing. And so, like, it doesn't matter how well he's doing. He does have to rely on the other team, uh, his other teammates. So, yeah, it, it's that it, it is that weird, like. Every, all the pieces have to work perfectly. Um, and most of the time they work well enough um, to like to get it done. Um, but it's just that weird like feeling. It's like uh, you can just kind of sense like uh, it's like back to a day, uh, back to your day's work and you're just kind of like grinding and grinding and just like no, nothing happens. And you can sense it in the stands, you know? It's like yeah. you can hear it. There's just like audible groans. It's just like they're just trying to like do it and they just like can never get over the hump. They can't get all the pieces uh lubed up or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to come back to the metaphor. <laughs> they were trying, it's, you know, trying to get all those cogs cogged up. Yeah, and I can guarantee you that's what Conte wanted, right? It was like to just yeah. frustrate frustrate city and then and i mean this is what they did right it's just like hit them on the counter attack i think they only had six shots and um scored 
three of them, I suppose. Um, yeah. Or maybe it was six shots on goal. I'm sure that's what it was. But yeah. Um, so we both watched a little bit of the Tottenham City game. Evan, what else uh, was part of your soccer viewing over the weekend? Obviously, I watched Everton, but we won't talk about it because they're a little flip-floppy at the moment. So I don't really know what to make of it. Um, I did watch, I did catch the first half of Leicester and Wolves, and I was kind of surprised how open that game was. I thought it would be a little bit more, um, at least from Wolves' perspective, I thought they'd be a little bit more organized. But Leicester, Leicester had, uh, especially with like Madison and Vardy out, um, Leicester had a lot more going forward than I thought they would. They were able to like kind of put some balls through. They were kind of moving things around fairly easily. Um, you know, they weren't, I wouldn't say they were like amazing or anything. Um, and I think wolves were probably the better team in the first half, but I was kind of surprised that wolves weren't as like solid back there as, as Mm -hmm. I thought they would be. And I thought Leicester maybe wouldn't have as much as they did. Um, but that was a pretty fun game to watch that first half. So, um, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. Nice. Yeah, a lot of like chatter over the past couple of days about Wolves as a possible top four contender. Um, very yeah, interesting. I don't know. I don't know about that. I would expect I, I, top, I, I would expect it. top six in maybe Europa League, but top four seems wishful to me. Oh yeah, I think top four is definitely wishful. I think they can. I think top six is realistic. I don't know that they'll get it, but top six is. I don't think that they would get it. Like I wouldn't bet on them getting it, but um, I think it is a realistic shot. Yeah. Um, so I saw the majority of West Ham Newcastle um, on Saturday morning, I guess it was. And that was a pretty interesting match. It was very, um, very nervy. It felt like a lot of kind of like tacky fouls. Um, New pa- Newcastle didn't really have that kind of pop that we've become accustomed to over the past couple of game weeks without Kieran Trippier and ASM. Um, yeah, so they're a little bit stodgier than they have been. Um, but a draw to West Ham is a good result, I think, for anyone, and particularly for Newcastle, where you know they're just kind of trying to accumulate scrap together points where they can to stay out of the relegation zone. I think ultimately it was a good result for them and a bad result for West Ham. Um, yeah, yeah, agreed. I think West Ham have kind of fallen off a little bit it seems um and yeah i guess newcastle with those injuries and they have a lot of injuries so they kind of have to revert back to their stodgy type of game plan you know just kind of keep it as tight as possible and try to try to nick a result get a get a point get a point and move on get home go back home and hope for a win whoever you play next to home you know that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't see there's any way they're going down now. Just like, if you're, if you're getting points at West Ham, it's like, there's no way. Yeah. I, I kind of get that feeling too. Um, Yeah. I don't really think they'll go down, but I haven't really looked at like their, like their next few games to see what, what their schedule is like. They, they may have a ton of hard fixtures. I don't know. I don't really know who they have left in their, in their season, but yeah, I don't. I don't really see them going down. So. Yeah, and then I also had a weather eye on uh, Norwich Liverpool. Um, oh, yeah. Although I although I primarily experienced that game through the lens of fantasy, 
and the kind of uh, schadenfreude of all of the Trent Alexander-Arnold triple captainers out there uh, really getting bummed out. Although I, I expect he'll probably play against Leeds, so it's really not... Yeah, yeah, you, you got to think he thing, starts. But yeah, that was pre- I'm sure that was pretty frustrating. My heart goes out to Eli and all those other TAA people. Yeah. Oh well, nice, that's fantastic. Nice to get those nice to get those fat juicy 30 points from Mo Salah, I will say. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Did you we, you ended up triple captaining, Evan? I did, yeah. I think okay. me and you are two. I think we, there may only have been maybe one other that triple capped Salah this okay. week. It may just be us two. I don't know. I, there may be a third or fourth. I don't know. But there's not a ton. Yeah. Although I do think there's a chance mate he might not start against Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Trent may end up outscoring him. Could easily yeah. outscore him. Easily. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, awesome. So just to give you all a sense of what we're gonna do today, uh, first I'm going to recap very quickly the current standings of the zombie league. Um, then we are going to move into a little uh corporate global fantasy premier league uh exercise wherein uh <laughs> we, we will we will go down the table um and make a very short case for why each team can win the corporate global fantasy premier league now some cases will be more fanciful than others some will be more realistic but that's the nature of the activity um get those get those bibs on those pennies or the <laughs> what do they call them across the pond do you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We always call them pennies. Like, yeah, me too. I wonder what they call them. I've also heard bibs. Yeah. I haven't thought about a penny in a long time. I know. Get them on. We're about to scrimmage, y'all. Those are awesome. Yeah, the penny. Those are all, always great, at least in my experience from soccer practice um, growing up, because putting on the pennies meant you were going to scrimmage, which is always the best part of it. Oh, yes. Practice. Yes, but they always smelled like ass. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Oh, they were so bad. Uh, so you didn't want to be on the team with pennies. You no. know? Well, I guess you always had to. I guess you always had to because everyone's just showing up in like just their shorts and a t-shirt that they wore to school. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm thinking of like rec league, like yeah, you're like eight years old, ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would always have the neon yellow and the neon oh, yeah. pennies. Oh yeah. And sometimes neon green, maybe. I don't know. Speaking of, Evan, this is reminding me of uh, old WCSA, um, Williamson County Soccer Association, Rec League Soccer. But did you ever, growing up, have um, hot spots for your cleats? <laughs> I remember them. Uh, actually, I think I may have. I think I think I did at one point. Um, but I was too young to really get it. <laughs> <sighs> Man, I can remember when those came out. It was a revelation. It was like one of the only <laughs> things you could do to like, because I, I have no idea if yeah. they or not, but it was one of the oh, only yeah. things you could do to like customize your outfit, basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was helpful for me at all. I just remember it being like, for me, it seemed like the most helpful thing was like getting the laces out of the way and like kind of tucking them in. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay, nice. I don't have these flopping around anymore. Totally. And it was less it was less of like, oh, this is where you strike the ball. Totally. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a little target. Yeah, it was to keep those yeah. those like, you know, 20 foot long academy sports and outdoors cleats, uh, laces out of the way. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you had to like wrap them around the cleat. Did you ever do that if they were too long? Oh, yeah. Like underneath you, like, it? Looped them underneath and then tied them. Yeah. Uh, but you... I did have... Go on. Where did you buy cleats growing up? Like not, um, not when you were like in high school, when you were really young. Yeah, probably probably sporting goods, like academy. Okay. Yeah. Or sports authority. Oh, oh, yes. I forgot about sports authority. Maybe there. Sports authority, academy, or dicks, maybe. Um, but I don't think we really dicks. I don't think was around until later anyway. So yeah. Um, yeah, probably mostly Academy. Yeah. That's, that's where we got all of ours. Anyway, uh, back to the zombie league. Um, <laughs> I, I promised you, I would talk about the zombie league. So here are the current standings, uh, in first place, we have, uh, I eat Brian's that is Evan Estes with a total in what place you're in first place. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Not not by a ton though. It's actually like pretty close overall, I would say. Um, and then in second place is um Huck Van, Ma- uh, Mom Dad, Mom Memorial, only uh 16 points behind you. So Ooh. and then in third place, the Bruce Matthews, William Spicer. That's only another 10 points behind him. And mm. then uh there's kind of a drop-off here to me, Virgil Van Helsing. Uh, I'm 70 points behind Spicer. And then okay. Uh, Jay, no room for resurrected, um, uh, is about uh, sixty points behind me. And then in last place, we have Tangi and Zombale, um, Eli Essis, with uh, uh, one thousand and eleven points. Also, didn't Tangi and Zombale leave Tottenham? Gone, gone. Yeah. Unfortunate. Gone. Very he went to. Did he go back to Leon or something? I'm trying to remember where he went. I don't remember. Eli's gonna Eli's gonna throw a fit. He's gonna be screaming right now where it is. <laughs> I uh, but I don't know where he went. My heart says uh, it was Leon, but I could be wrong about but that. Let me look at let me look it up. So Eli, it anytime this happens on any other podcast and I know the answer, but the hosts don't, I get so infuriated that they don't like actually <laughs> end up like circling around to it. So I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Um I think it was a French thing. Yes, it was Leon. Okay. And he's on loan. Oh, okay. So he may come back. He may be brought back into the fold. He was hoping. Um, awesome. So Evan, do we want to go down uh, and do this uh, do this um, little case-making exercise we've got? Sure. Um, who? How do we want to... Who wants to go first? I guess I'll start because you are currently sitting in first place. So, are, so, if you, so you're going to make the case. Am I... Uh, am I playing devil's advocate and saying no? This person sucks. Uh, you could do, awful. You could do that if you want, or you could also com- uh, like make complimentary remarks. You could do it either way. Um, I'll take the negative approach. Okay. I think I think if whoever's making the case gives the positive approach, and it's not going to be me like shitting on whoever it is. I'll just yeah. be like, here are some of the weak points. This is where I think you're gonna fall off maybe cool yeah i like this i I love this idea Um, all right all right let's go all right so this will also give us a chance to talk about some changes in the league standings which is um have happened over the last couple weeks since we didn't do that last week um okay so um uh, i'm looking at bosch habit first place evan estes um and just to give a quick recap of who's on the team in goal we've got Ramsdale, 
in the back line, we've got Diaz, Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, and Dina. In the midfield, we've got Salah, Bernardo, Silva, and Coutinho. And then up front, we've got Dennis, Watkins, and Roja. And then on the bench, we've got uh, Gaeta, Lamptey, Jota, and Gray. Um, and I think this is a, a solid team. I think my um, reason why you are going to win is because you have, first of all, Ramsdale as a keeper. I think that <laughs> that is an important... Honestly, I think he'll end up being the the number one keeper of the season this year across the Oh, whole I hope so. Season. That would make me feel good. It would, I th- you know... Yeah, that was my prediction at the beginning of the season was that Arsenal were going to do that. So, yeah. And I, th- I think that, um, you know, you have hopped on and off trends at appropriate times. I'm a little bit worried about the Bernardo Silva still in the midfield. I don't know about that pick. Maybe that's something you'll talk about. Um, but overall, I think the kind of Dina and Coutinho moves came at the right time. And I love having Lamptey on the bench. That's like, it hasn't really worked out for me transfer wise um, to have that happen, but um, having a solid bench and unfortunately Jada is injured, but once he's back playing, having that other factor that can be thrown in there, I think overall you just have options, right? So like Lamptey could easily come in and start a game um, on a normal week. Jada could easily come in and start a game. Um Gray, I don't know what his injury situation is like. You probably know more about that than me. But this feels like a team where you have options and you could like sub off Rojo or Dennis on a given week, depending on fixtures and not feel the stress of that particularly. Um, So that's going to be like my main case is like the kind of flexibility of your team. You're not, you're not tied into one set of formations and, you know, one bad fixture or one, uh, injury to one player isn't going to throw you off. And that's, I think, crucial for kind of the longevity of a team over the season. Yeah, I will say that's actually a new thing for me this season. I think probably just because of the way this season went with um, games getting canceled and COVID um, back in December, um, just kind of, you know, causing a lot of chaos there. Um I realized that was going to be a big thing. Um, so I kind of tried to do that as best as I could and I'm glad it's worked out. Um, but I would say I, I am actually not too fond of, uh, tripling up on Asta Villa. I don't Mm -hmm. love it. Um, and I do think that, um, I do think that is going to come back to bite me. And I think it already has. Um, Watkins Watkins hasn't done much. Aston Villa haven't kept a clean sheet since I brought uh, Luca Dean in. Um, Coutinho has been good, but like I don't need three Aston Villa assets. Like I, there are other options that I could spend money on. Like I could downgrade that way. I could upgrade elsewhere, or I could upgrade in those spots. But just three Aston Villa is not is not great. I they were doing well. You know they had that manager bounce with. Uh, Gerard and they were performing well. And then I thought it was only going to get better after that, you know, with bringing their, you know, January transfers of uh, Dean and Coutinho in and whoever else, but it hasn't really like built on, like they haven't like continued the progression. They've kind of like plateaued a little bit maybe dipped in form. Um, 
And so I don't know. I, I think I've got to divest from them, unfortunately, if I want to, if I want to compete. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, it's tough. Like the triple up on a team that's currently in 12th place is a tough place to be. Um, it's just, yeah. there's just not a lot of, there's like not a, probably a ton of goals being produced and clean sheets being had. My, my suggestion would be to get rid of Watkins if you can. Yeah. Yeah, make, I agree. Make him your, your first point of um, of movement away from Aston Villa because he didn't even start this past weekend. Like Danny Ings got the start, and it's just like, you know. Who would I bring in, though? There's like no forwards. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, you already have Broja, which I guess would be the one that everyone would point to. You could maybe uh, I just sell what about Ve- What about Veghorst? Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. He's, um, he's probably pretty cheap, too. Burnley have a ton of games coming up. Yeah, and I also wouldn't mind just putting him like on the bench either. You know, it's like I wouldn't feel bad putting him on the bench. I think he might be like six point five or six point six, maybe. Okay, so I'd I'd probably net maybe a million there. You could also try for like a Jimenez or someone like that. That might be interesting. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I watching that game, Jimenez wasn't really involved, unfortunately. Oh, really? It didn't seem like he was on the end of it like he used to be like three years ago or whenever it was that he had that really good season. Yeah. Um, He just hasn't come back from that. I don't think it, I don't think he's going to play the same way Um, just because of that head injury. Um, So I think he's trying to do something different, but um, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he's, a good player, but I don't really know who else I could get. Those are some good options. So um, shall we move on to Wyatt? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we've, uh, so on uh, Wyatt's team in second place um, in goal, we have Foster in the back. We have Rudiger, Cancelo, Alexander Arnold, and Gabriel um, or Gabrielle, I should say in midfield. We've got a midfield five of Salah, Bowen, Sun, Ramsey. That's a, Jacob Ramsey from Villa and Saka. And then up top, we have Dennis. On the bench, we've got Sanchez from Brighton, Antonio from West Ham, Roja, and Amarte from Leicester. Just before I mean, you go into this, this is a very interesting formation that he played this past weekend. A 4-5-1, yeah. And having Broja and Antonio on the bench, very interesting. Yeah, especially with Antonio playing Newcastle. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty fascinating. Um, I mean, obviously it worked out for him. Well, I mean, you could argue he should have played him instead of Bowen or but no one's whatever. no one's doing I mean, that though. Yeah, no one's doing that. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, this is just uh, an incredible team, honestly. It's a really good team. Um geez. Well, I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say. Like it's like it's He's got Salah, of course. I mean, it's just like a solid midfield. Like, that midfield five, like, I would take all of them right now. Um, Like, I I think midfield is probably where he's the strongest at, if I'm I'm being honest. Um, He's got Salah, Bowen, Sun, Ramsey, and Saka. I mean, that's, like, quite a bit of diversity, first of all. So yeah. that's nice. You're not loading up on any one team. Um, and Salah, obviously the best player in the game. 
Bowen has been on an incredible hot streak. Sun looks like he's about to just pop off and already is. Yeah. Um, and I think I think people are going to start bringing in Sun um, and Kane again. Um, Ramsey, very good, cheap option, plays for Villa, and seems to be one of their like. I think he's fairly young, so it seems like he's one of like their younger like breakthrough stars. Like, seems like he's going to do well. Um, and Saka with Arsenal, who have um, who have a lot to play for, and um, are like doing pretty well um in the moment uh and they have a pretty decent run of fixtures coming up i believe um besides their blank they've got wolves watford and then leicester those are all three really good fixtures for them i think yeah um you know wolves is not great um but i mean they could they should be able to beat them um and then, yeah, Watford and Leicester. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. This midfield is I, – I just don't see anything wrong with this midfield. Like, sure, there are a bunch of other players that would also be great picks. But if you – like, this is – this is like a spotless midfield. Like, I think maybe the one person if if I would – that I could transfer out would maybe be Sokka. But even just looking at those li- – like, looking at those fixtures, I don't think I would. Like, I don't know. Like it's just it's it's perfect midfield. I think he's got, I think he's got a really really good midfield that he doesn't have to worry about for probably a while. Yeah. So with that in with that in mind, I think he's going to win the premier, uh, win the fantasy corporate football, whatever the league. Nice midfield midfield power, midfield power, baby. Um. So I agree with you about the midfield. I think, uh, especially. Sun and Sokka are two players I have wanted to get in for the majority of the season, it feels like, and I just haven't like made it happen. Or on weeks where I have had a transfer, I've like forgotten to get Sokka, for instance. There's been a couple times where that's happened where like he's kind of fallen off my radar. Um, but because he's only 6.5, that's incredible, honestly, for the amount yeah. of work that he gets through and for the amount of touches he gets in and around the 18 yard box. Um, the, so my case for why, why it won't win is, I mean, it's, it's, there are a couple different things I could point out, but the one thing I'm going to focus on is up top the forward situation, because I I'm just looking at Dennis Broja and Antonio. Are those the same three people that you had? No, I I have Dennis Ambrosia, but I have Watkins instead of Antonio. Watkins, okay, yeah. So I think I think one thing that is going to be troubling is just like figuring out what to do about that forward position. And to me, when I look at these three forward players, I see like it's not here and it's not there. It's not one thing and it's not the other. And what I would like to see is someone, you know, looking to back this team going all the way would be like, okay, what is maybe like reduce some of the investiture in someone like Antonio and get a better forward, get and see if you can work your way up to a cane perhaps, or someone like that, or work your way up into maybe a slightly higher priced midfield player. Um, instead of having three kind of like more averagey um forwards i would i think the way to go and this is just my gut is to have one 
forward that you believe in and one really cheap forward. Um, yeah. As opposed, to spreading, as opposed yeah. to spreading that around, but that's just my gut. I could be totally wrong about that. I could see that. And we did kind of get off the hook with Wyatt and I got off the hook um, with Dennis getting a goal because Watford haven't been looking very attacking lately. They've not been scoring like yeah. they were in the beginning of the season. So I don't think Dennis is that great of a pick anymore. He's cheap. So that's nice. You can tuck him away on the bench. I um, mean, probably the only reason we even played him this week is because he has a double. Um, so I don't know. We did kind of get off the hook there. We kind of got, got off easy, but I do, uh, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something I'm looking at doing as well. I kind of have a similar yeah. issue, obviously. So I, I guess the problem there is always that like, it takes so many transfers to turn three decent forwards into one good forward. It's like almost not even worth the trouble, right? Cause it just takes up all of your transfers for weeks and weeks and weeks, trying to like funnel that money to different parts of the field. Um, yeah. That's something that's been a frustration for me this year is like realizing just how much uh, kind of forethought I have to invest in uh, and how many transfers I have to invest in, you know, moving around um, capital across my team. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. All right. Want to move on to Rob? Uh, yes. Rob, Rob in third place. Ooh, good. I'm glad I get to make the positive case for Rob because I have already predicted that Rob will win. Um, yeah, you better make a good case. Yeah, well, so Rob had Rob had an unfortunate week this week, so that we're catching him in a bad time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had a lot of blanks and some injuries and some unlucky um, things. The, the reason why I'm going to make the case or the case I'm going to make for Rob is Rob has a ton of differentials and there are, you know, I think your team and White's team have a lot of players that, um, that one might like expect to find in a high caliber fantasy premier league team. Um, and I think Rob's has a couple of players that, may not be in some of those kind of like, you know, run of like, kind of like um, more like traditional fantasy top fantasy premier league teams. But that when I think about them, I like, Oh, why is that player not in more players, more people's teams and players like Sterling, for instance, like I think Sterling is a great pick. Honestly, I wish I could get Sterling in my team, whether he's value for money. I'm not totally sure, but Coming down the stretch with a title race, um, I think Sterling could be a huge differential for Rob. Like Tiago Silva, I don't know that anyone else in our league has Tiago Silva. I doubt anyone else in our league has Diego Dallo. Um, so there are just like a lot of differentials. And again, those could come back to bite him, obviously, um, if you don't have, you know, a um, Zhao Cancelo on your team, for instance, like Rob doesn't. But I like I like the spirit of this team a lot. And I think that if things shake out correctly, that he could like uh very quickly move up into that first place spot. So hmm. that's that's my that's my case is based on differentials. Well, my case uh for why he's not gonna win is also based on differentials. I think he's being a little too cheeky. Okay. So from my perspective, I think the fact that he's got Laporte, Dallow, 
and Sterling, Tiago Silva and St. Maximin, like those are all, I mean, those are all very uh, differential picks. Yeah. I mean, maybe not Tiago Silva as much and Sterling might become more popular soon, but as you said, I think that's a lot of money to spend on those positions. Um, and I don't think that they're going to pay off long-term like with Laporte. Why are you picking Laporte instead of Cancelo? Who's going to help get you attacking returns? He basically plays midfield. So I think you're missing out on points there. Um, Sterling is very expensive. Don't think he's worth it. Um, might as well go with KDB. Um, Dallow, you shouldn't own any Manchester United players full stop, except Bruno, maybe. They're, they're just not good. They're not consistent. You can't bank on them, and they're too expensive. Uh, Tiago Silva, you could make the case for, but they've also hit kind of a slump. I don't think that they're really like – I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're fine defensively. I think it's attacking – from an attacking perspective, they haven't really done much. So you could, you could argue for that there. Um, yeah, I just think I just think being a little too cheeky with that stuff. Like James Madison on Leicester, not Leicester have not been very good. Um, he's been hurt, so, so maybe when he comes back, he'll do well. But I think that, um, yeah, he's just being a little too cheeky. I think maybe he would need to bring in a couple more like solid picks, like Cancelo um, for Laporte, or bring in someone like Son or Kane instead of Sterling or St. Maximum, something like that, um, I think would maybe, maybe would see him over the line. I think um, not to mention John Joe Shelby, who is, will eventually get a red card. Um, you can count on it. So I don't know. Uh, I think differentials can be good and fun. And I like the way I'm glad uh, to bring a positive spin to it. I I'm glad Rob is playing this way because it is a lot of fun to watch, um, especially when it comes off. Um, but if you, if you want to win, I don't think this is the way to do it. <laughs> I, I would don't, love for him don't, to prove don't me change, wrong. Don't change Rob. <laughs> I would love for him to prove me wrong. I don't want him to change either. I'm just, I just had to play devil's advocate. You know, you've got one of us in your corner at least. Um, Hey, I, this is just how the, the coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get to make the case for Eli. Oh, okay. Wonderful. My brother, my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> Sip of water. Great podcasting. All right. So, Eli, in goal, we have Martinez. We've got a 4 4 2. In the back, we've got Alexander Arnold, Diaz, Cancelo, and Regulon. Um, in midfield, we've got Salah, Sun, Bowen, Saka. Um, and up top, we've got Dennis and Antonio, um, on the bench, we've got Steer, who is, is he hurt? I think he's the Villa back. Oh, he joined, he joined Luton Town on loan at the end of the season. (laughs) And his name is Jed. I didn't know that. Jed Steer, maybe, maybe the best name in the Premier League. Wow. Um, we've got eight Nori on the bench we've got basuma on the bench and we've got some guy named richardson on the bench <laughs> what's his name lewis um well i will say i think eli has picked 
all of the right premium assets. So all of your expensive players, I think he's picked all the right ones. You've got Cancelo, Diaz, and Alexander-Arnold in back. You've got Salah and Son in midfield. Those are his like kind of like top-tier players. And out of the pool of the other ones, like your KDBs, your uh, whatever, uh, I think he's picked the right ones. I think that's like, I think that's the team that you build around. I think that's the team most people are building around. And so when you've picked, um, and I think that's the team that people are going to be building around for the future as well. Um, so I, I just think that his premium assets are, are too good. Um, I think if he gets his, um, as long as he gets his, uh, the kind of the fringe spots, correct. Like, um, like right now he's got Bowen. That's great. Dennis um, was, has been good. Saka came off this week. Um, so as long as those players are chipping in, he should win the Premier League. Um, the fantasy pr- corporate, whatever, the league. He should win the league. <laughs> um, yeah, just because he's got, he's got those big heavy hitters. He's got those, the right ones there. So, um, Taylor, what, what do you think? Uh, so I'm going to say that he's not going to win the corporate global fantasy premier league for the um, exact opposite reason that I cited for you winning the corporate global fantasy premier league, which is um, whereas you have a lot of options and a lot of flexibility at a lot of different positions. To me, this feels like a very inflexible team um, in the sense of if, you know, he's got eight Nori on his bench um, who is, been pretty decent for wolves and played fairly consistent minute for wolves over the past couple of game weeks. But other than that, you've got pretty um, kind of like low producing players on your bench. You've got a keeper backup keeper who is now at another team. You've got Eve Basumo <laughs> who, who is like nev- never going to get you more than two points really. Um, in addition to being a total scumbag. Um, you, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh wow. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Eve Basuma. Um yeah. and <laughs> then you've got this guy named Richardson who doesn't play has not played a single minute all season. Um and so he's really, I mean, it could work out. This is more the way we've seen people play fantasy Premier League in the past, up until kind of COVID, where you have just extremely cheap, more or less worthless assets on the bench. Um and you kind of go hell for leather with the players you're, uh, who are in your starting 11. But I think this year that's less viable than it has been in the past. And I, I worry that that inflexibility is going to come back and bite him in the ass a little bit. Hmm. Hell for leather. Yeah. I heard it here first. It's a good phrase. I don't know. Yeah, it is a good phrase. It needs to be used more often. Um, yeah, I could see that. I can see that he does have to get his 11 right every week. Right. You know, so like he's like how to get his eleven right. So like just for instance, this week he even though he played his triple captain, he's underperforming just solely based on the fact that two of his starters didn't play, right? So Regulon hasn't played, Alexander Arnold hasn't played. And if you have more or less like quality, decent quality subs that'll sub on, that's less of an issue. But you know, with Regulon's 
irregularities in starting and all these different things, it becomes a much more precarious position. It feels like to me. Yeah. But on the flip side, because the players he has are, so are more expensive, whereas mine are kind of like spread a little, the money spread a little bit more thin. Um, in theory, you should get more bang. You should get more bang um, on your starting 11. I mean, and if you look, he's got 47 points this week and the average is 42. So he's slightly above average. Um, and that's with Alexander Arnold, not starting Regulon not starting. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could, it could really pay off. So, uh, I mean, you may, you may want your first off the bench guy to be a little bit better. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's too, too bad. Um, and especially it seems like the COVID stuff is kind of over and they're going to be slammed with games for the rest of the season. Um, the only thing you have to worry about now is rotation. Um, which could come into play, which it already is for him. Um, so, yeah, you may want to just double-check the – he may just want to double-check his bench and maybe structure that a little bit better. Um, but I don't know. I think it, I think it'll work. I think he'll win. Actually, I think half of these players are going to win. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, who's next? Uh, are you Are you going next? Uh, you're going now. I'm going. Uh Wait, no, 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 no. You're going now. Oh, I'm going. Sorry. I went for my brother. I my think you win, and you don't. I think William Spice is going to win. Uh, the Bruce Matthews. So to give you a sense of uh, Spice's team, in uh, goal, we've got Hugo Lloris. We've got a five in the back. Cancelo, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Connor Cody, Virgil van Dyke, and Ben White. Amazing back line, honestly. I love that. Um in the midfield, we've got Bernardo Silva, Mo Salah, and Hyunmin Sun. And then um, up front, we've got Antonio and Dennis. And then on the bench, we have Steer again. Wow. Steer's ownership, <laughs> <Jen>. is, <laughs> Steer's ownership is so exorbitantly high in this league uh, for someone who doesn't even play in the Premier League. And then uh, Timu Puki, Gabriel Martinelli, and Sean Longstaff on the bench. Um, I So my case for why Spicer will win is that Spicer feels this team feels like um, the team of a connoisseur. It's like, (laughs) it's like um, he's not, he's, he's got a lot of the kind of important fantasy picks in there. He's got Sun and Salah in his midfield, but it feels like every one of these players are like hand selected to be of premium quality for their positions uh, with the exception of the forwards. I think we can take Dennis and Antonio off of the table in this conversation because all the same things we've talked about with them apply both good and bad. Um, but Hugo Lloris as a goalkeeper, he's an excellent goalkeeper. Um, obviously had like, hasn't didn't get great points against uh, Man City, but what, opposing goalkeepers going to an excellent choice for goalkeeper and a little bit pricey. And then in defense, we have, you know, Shao Cancelo, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Virgil van Dyke, you know, the Rolls Royce of defenders. Um, and then Connor Cody, who is an excellent, maybe even more than excellent defender 
who is kind of keeping that Wolves uh, set of clean sheets going. And then Ben White, who we've spoken about Ben White before, but value for money is an incredible defender on a team that is uh, does interesting things and good things with their defense. And then in the midfield, you know, obviously this is probably because Martinelli was out from the red card, but just those three midfielders, Bernardo Silva, Mo Salah, and Son are just like kind of excellent picks, each of them. Um, so I think there's a kind of like, really nice kind of hand-selected quality to this team that, uh, you know, reminds me of a very fine wine or something like that. Um, <laughs> it has all of, it has components that other people have, but it's doing something very distinctive and very refined, I think. And I appreciate that. That's why he's going to win based on refinement. So notes of oak and chocolate and cherry are coming through. Yes. Always notes of oak and chocolate and cherry. Uh, what would be, here's a question. What would be the tasting notes of Man City? Oh my. Um, geez. Um, what do you think they would be? Well, I was just thinking, I'm just thinking about, you know, pairings uh, and tasting notes with different teams. And when you said Oak, to me, that was immediately Arsenal. Uh, Like Arsenal has tasting notes of Oak. Um, And Man City is all acid to me, you know, very acidic, acidic fruits. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, sorry, side track us. You got to make your devil's advocate case. No worries. Um, yeah, devil's advocate case. This is going to be f- kind of funny considering Spicer's antics last season with swapping the goalie around. Um, I think he needs to not necessarily get back to that, but I need. I think he does need to swap his goalie out. Um, really? Yeah, because you look, you can't win this league without a solid goalie. Full stop. That's the rule. You can't. You can't do well in fantasy. You can do okay in fantasy without a solid goalie. But it just gets overlooked, I think. Um, you need that one, that person back there that's gonna get you those clean sheets. Um and I don't think Hugo Larice is that guy. Yeah, He's I kind not. of and it's not because he's a bad goalkeeper. It's because Spurs or yeah, they just can't get through a game without making a dumb mistake in defense. I don't think he's bad. Well, it was, it was, he was the one that made the mistake this, this week, but I mean, he only, they, he only has eight clean sheets, you know, and Arsenal have 11 and they started off poor. Um, actually, I didn't start off that bad. Um, as a counterpoint, uh, listen to who they have coming up and tell me, tell me there are going to be a lot of goals scored against them in these three games. Burnley, <laughs> yes, Leeds, of course. Leeds, possibly, but also lots of saves, oh, and then Leeds, Everton, yeah. and then Everton. Well, Everton are going to dominate them. They're going to score like five goals, but I mean. 
Spurs will let up a goal. Spurs are just leaky like that. I don't know. It's like same with United. I just don't trust their defense. Yeah, that's fair. You know? And with and when you're relying on clean sheets, it doesn't know it doesn't matter how good your goalie is. And I think Lloris is fine as a keeper. I actually don't think he's that great. I think he's fine. Um World so Cup I just, winner. Okay. That means nothing. He had Pogba and Mbappe on the team. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't think Hugo Lloris is the fantasy. I, I think you're going to have to move on to – I mean, why not get Ramsdale? Like, if you had Ramsdale, then, yeah, he would shoot up the league. He'd win it in a heartbeat. But um, That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all he needs. He's got the fine wine. If he's got a – if his outfield 10 is a fine wine – his his uh, he needs to find the cheese that goes with it, you know. And exactly, I think I think Hugo Lloris is not is is not the right cheese for this wine. Mm. So, Ex- excellent point. I, I don't think I don't think Hugo Lloris is a good fantasy asset at all. <laughs> unfortunately, um, so yeah, I think I think if you can find another another keeper then you you will probably win the you will probably win the league but i don't think you will because i that's that's the rule fair enough all right moving on taylor hare in sixth place um oh interesting i haven't looked at your team in a while oh interesting okay 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 um <laughs> all right so in goal we've got guaita We've got in the back, we've got Laporte, Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, and Tierney. Um, in midfield, we've got Coutinho, Zaha, Bowen, Salah. And up top, we've got Dennis and Kane. Uh, and on the bench, we've got Ramsey, Manquillo, and Joey Linton. Um, and Sanchez, of course, from Brighton, but who cares? Um, wow. So. I think that iTest Incorporated is going to win the league because boom, 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 pow, lots of action, <laughs> lots of um, energy with Coutinho, Zaha, Bowen, and Kane. Just an incredible amount of momentum there. Not momentum, just like energy, just straight up playmakers. Raw they can make power. Just raw power. They're going to take the game by the scruff of the neck and just it'll be theirs. You know, it's like they're going to they're going to do whatever they want. Um, yeah, I think I think you're going to win because of them, because you have just the. Like you said, the raw power and the flair to like. Uh, what is that? I think it was I can't remember what game it was. Uh, might have been NBA street hoops or whatever, um, but you have the game breaker. Mm. All of these are game breakers. And so, yeah, I think you have the game breaker. So I think you're going to win the league. Wow. Thank you. Uh, I think that I'm not going to win the league because um, my, uh, my soft heart. So I have Joel Linton. I have had I have had Joe yeah. Linton almost oh since week one. Oh no, Taylor! How and have it, you? Hold and, on it's, to him. and it's because I bought 
wholeheartedly into the Joe Linton redemption narrative, which is ongoing and is uh, nice to see, but also he's just not it getting into positions to score goals. And um, it's never worked out for me to get rid of him. I haven't really wanted to get rid of him. I always believe every week he's going to score. He's going to finally find his finishing boots, but never happens. Um, and I think it's that kind of soft heartedness that is just, uh, that's, that's not the cold heart of a winner. You know, that's the soft heart of a mid table team. Unfortunately. I agree. There is something about the premier league and playing this fantasy game that has turned me into a cynic. And I don't really believe in the redemption arc anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> I just don't, I don't believe in it. Even the Joe Linton redemption arc. Yeah, definitely not the Joey Linton, Joey Linton um, <laughs> redemption arc. It's not happening. It's not happening. Just move on. Find somewhere else to play soccer. It's okay. Yeah, I do. I do need to move on from him. But yeah, and I will at some point. It just hasn't worked out yet. I love. I do love a little bit of sentiment, but it's not. It's not there. <laughs> it's not there. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's move on. So uh, I am making the case for Tim Griffith. Proper prospects. Proper prospects. Um, Unfortunate that I have to make the case for both of my main competitors. Um, So proper (laughs) prospects in goal has Gaeta. In back has Alexander-Arnold, Regulon, Dina, and Diaz. In the midfield has Coutinho, Ward-Prowse, Rafinha, Saka, and Son. And then up front has Watkins. And on the bench has um, Sanchez, St. Maximin, Ida, and Saiz. Interesting. Wow. Lots of interesting things about this team. Um, So I'm going to say there are three reasons, three players that are the reasons why um, Tim Griffith will win the league. That is James (laughs) Ward-Prowse. That is um, uh, Roman Saiz. And that is Rafinha. So you'll notice Rafinha has not featured in any of the other teams that we have talked about so far. And that's because most people have moved away from him. And I don't think Ward-Prowse or Saiz have been mentioned either. No. Saiz is is a legitimately an excellent fantasy pick, and I'm sad that I don't have him. Um, Even just as someone to come in off the bench. But um, the... uh, so Rafinha, I think there's a world in which everyone has been has bought too quickly into the we should we should tank or we should uh, cast Rafinha off the boat, you know, and um, that in fact he will pop off again, and that Leeds will once again kind of become the scoring machines that they once were, and or even that Rafinha himself, despite what Leeds does, will again start scoring loads of goals as he has done in which case Tim Griffith is perfectly poised to capitalize on that. And I think James Ward Prowse, you know, scores a free, a free kick goal every game from here to the end of the season. Who knows <laughs> what could possible. happen? Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Um, that man, you never know what you're going to get. And I mean, with, when you have a player who takes, it seems like every corner, every free kick and every penalty, you never know. He could pop off for 20 points every game for the rest of the season. 
he could. It's entirely possible. It is, uh, yeah. It, a lot of things are possible. But I'm putting, uh, I'm putting Tim Griffith's hopes on the back of James Ward-Prowse is what I'm trying to say. Wow. We, um, uh, wouldn't say that's the strongest case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we never said okay. it had to be the strongest case. That's true. We did not. We did not say that. Um, well, unfortunately, I think it's going to come down to um, – Right now, it's coming down to injuries with this. Um, you've got Ida, who is not expected back to play the rest of the season. You've got St. Maximum with a knock. You've got Regulon and Guaita, both with uh, injuries or illnesses. Um, yeah, there's just there's just not enough there's just not enough players that will play. Unfortunately, so I hope you have your wild your wild card, but it I don't know. It's just it's a lot to put your hopes on Sun and Rafinha. Unfortunately, when you and have James, and James War Prowse and J and JWP, um, got some decent players in the side. I just worry about um, not having the full strength of a bench. And uh, of a playing eleven, I think that that's that's one of the biggest issues right now. I see with this team, you got four flags, and that's never good. Yeah. You know, one one flag is okay, two flags is not great, but three and more, and you're kind of in trouble. You need to re- really reassess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. obviously, obviously, wait and see what like what the team news like comes out between now and the deadline. Obviously, because you never know. A couple of these players may not be maybe fit and ready. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to reassess and you've got to do some major surgery pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, a good wild card situation, as you mentioned, if you have it, although I will say just about James or Prowse, I think James or Prowse starts in just about any midfield in the premier league. I really, I think, I think given time, if you take for great, if you take for granted that he is like, had some time to mesh with the system of a team. I think he starts in any midfield. Yeah, you could convince me of that. The exception may be Liverpool, but that would just be because they have players who are kind of like James Ward-Pross already, like the Jordan Henderson sort of profile. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I mean, he yeah. is a good player. I think he's a good player. I just, he's, I don't think he's very good for fantasy. Yeah, um, no, totally. You you dealt with that last year, I remember. You didn't you bring JWP in? I'm sure yeah, I did. That in. sounds I like something I like. And you got points from him too. I remember that because I was like yeah. frustrated. I was well, like, Taylor, you shouldn't pick him, and then you did, and he got points, and then I also yeah. had I, I also got started, my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I also started Timo Werner as my forward for like oh. ten or eleven weeks last year. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I mean, mo- a lot of people started with him. It was just your season. Kind of depended on how quickly you got rid of him. <laughs> God, what a disaster pick. Oh, Jeez. And now cool. Lukaku's not even do- I cannot I believe this. I cannot believe it. Yeah. I thought I thought he was just going to come right back in and I don't know. I don't know what it is about Chelsea forwards. It all is, is not all happening. is not yeah, all is not well. You think, you right think Lukaku you think Lukaku goes to City? 
Oh no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think they would I don't think they would sell him to a direct competitor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think it's much more likely that if he goes, I mean, I don't know that it's I think people haven't given him enough time, honestly. But I think if he does go, he goes back to Italy. Yeah, probably. That would be really sad though. I would honestly hate to see that. Um, Yeah, me too. That would suck. All right. Do you want right. to make the case for Evan? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, let's do this. Uh, in goal, we have Ederson. Um, in the back, we've got Alexander Arnold, Cash, Cancelo, and Tierney. Um, in midfield, we've got Ramsey, Coutinho, and Salah. Up top, we've got Lacazette, Gelhart, and Antonio. On the bench, we've got Bachman from Watford, Martinelli, Williams, and Jota. Overall, this is really not that bad of a team. Um, it, I'm kind of shocked that um, he's as low as he is, honestly, because this is a pretty decent squad. Um, I like a lot of these picks on here, but the reason I think he's going to win, he's going to win the league, is because, well, first of all, his name is Evan, so that helps. Yeah. But second of all, I'm going to go with, He's got a very interesting pick of Lacazette. And I think if Arsenal um, are going to nab that fourth place spot, it's going to be because someone like Lacazette has um, kind of had, uh, I don't know if a resurgence is what you would call it, but has hit a streak of form. Um, and you got to imagine Lacazette's going to play most games. So I could really see, I could really see him. I mean, it looks like he likes captaining or vice captaining him. So if you, if you hit a couple captains with Lacazette, when he pops off, um, you're going to, you're going to make some moves. Uh, and for that reason, and for that reason alone, for Lacazette, I'm going to say Evan Hare wins the, uh, wins the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to. I think you've made my case for me in a way, because <laughs> I I'm going I'm going to say Evan Hare's not going to win the league because he is too invested in Arsenal Football Club. Uh, with the Arsenal triple up, I I mean, I like the Arsenal triple up. I mean, I love it. You've I don't. Got- I don't think I don't think Lazette I think Lacazette is an important part of that team. I don't think Lacazette gets very many fantasy points is the problem. Like commensurate to how important he is for that attacking side. So let me just read you his point output over the past couple of weeks. Uh 0552211153. You know, lots of twos and lots of threes in there. And some fives, like gets an assist, but he's not scoring a lot of goals is partially what that tells me. And at most he's like assisting. Um, yeah. Are you kidding me? He has a whopping three goals this season. <laughs> exactly. He's due. He's due. <laughs> oh, that's what that means. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what that means. That's what that stat means. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think, I think it's just too, too invested in Arsenal football club. Um, I think Martinelli, 
I I'm interested. I my gut tells me Martinelli's a little bit past his expiration date as a fantasy pick. I don't think he's the kind of hot pick that he was maybe a month ago. And that coming back from this red card, he probably won't be as hot, but I could be wrong about that. I'm interested to see how that plays out though. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's my case is too invested in Arsenal diversify from our and, and with the Villa triple up, I'm just now looking at this. It's like six, <laughs> six of six of the, of his players are from either Arsenal or, or Villa. And that's a tough place to be. It isn't great. Yeah. I'm supposed to be on Evan's side here. <laughs> and I do think Lacazette is a good, is a good pick right now. Uh, a fun pick, I should say. Yeah. Um, a fun pick. And I really, if it comes off, then you will do very well. Um, all right. Do you want to take uh, the other hair? Yeah, I'll take the other hair. Um, okay. So I'm going to make the case for, uh, for Jake Hare, uh, Mr. Fantasy Football. So just to give you a sense of Jake's team, he's got Sanchez in back, Cresswell, Alexander-Arnold, Shaw, and Regulon, Zaha, Salah, Sun, and Barnes, and then Tony, St. Maximin up front, and then uh, Fraser Forster. Um, is that Fraser Forster? Is that – oh, Ben Foster. Sorry. Um, oh, ben Foster. And then uh, Sufal, Pulisic, and uh, Cucho, uh, Cucho Hernandez on the bench. Um so obviously there are lots of things we could say about the team. I'm just going to say two words: Christian Pulisic. <laughs> if this if this team makes it to the number one spot, it will be because old Hershey, Pennsylvania himself, will uh, Captain America will find a rich vein of form and will just start knocking goals in for Chelsea. Um, and it will blindside every single player in fantasy Premier League with the exception of James Edward Hare. And that man will, will ride Christian Pulisic to the top of the charts. I think that's what's going to happen. Hmm. That's hmm. why he's going to win. Wow. Um so I have a case that of why he's not going to win, yep. and that's because this team. <laughs> it's the walking it looks dead. Like, it, it looks like we've gone back in time. <laughs> it looks like we've gone back in time to like November, October, November. Which, um, in all fairness to James Edward Hare, might be the last time he checked this. Who knows? It might be, um, but with players like Shaw and Tony. And Sufal and Cucho, you just don't really see. You just don't really see this one going many places, do you? Um, I think. Um, I think if Jake were to pop his wild card, he'd have an immensely different team. Um, and I think for that reason, um, for the reason being, he had he just because he hasn't touched it in so long, is the reason that he's not going to win first place um, because his um, it's like trying to uh, plug a floppy disk into a USB. It's just, it's so far out of date that it won't work. I don't know if that's a good analogy or. I mean, it, you're <laughs> right. It wouldn't work. 
for other reasons and that it's out of date. Yeah, but yeah, but even yes, yeah, from for the main reason of it's not the right shape. Um <laughs> even if a floppy disk and the USB were made in the same year, they wouldn't work. What am I thinking? God, I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about that? Uh, I would just say I this this is not an indictment of Jake. This is more of an, an indictment of myself that for the past probably two months, I have been battling with this team. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, well. I've been I've been back and forth with this team. You've been in a zombie league in a, a different <laughs> kind of zombie league, huh? I've been battling a zombie team and I have been losing for much of the season. So that makes me feel not great. Um, Uh, Oh, well, we're going to move on. Um, You have to make the positive case for Reed. Reed, Naptown FC. Um, Honestly, this is like the opposite of Jake's team. This is like, this is pretty much almost, um, this is like fairly like meta. Like this is, like the meta in video games, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, this is like what, who everyone's picking. This is who everyone's picking, you know? Um, this is like the team to beat. This is the team to be. Um, so for that reason, I think Reed from Naptown FC is going to arise from his slumber um, <laughs> and take first place in the corporate global fantasy Premier League um, just because. He's got all the right picks. Uh, can I tell you why he's not going to? Is it because he doesn't have any differentials? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Again, I saw made, that one coming. Made my case for me. It's it's the need. <laughs> it's the need for differentials, right? If you're going to try to rise from the depths to the heights, um, you need to have some players who no one else has who will get you there. I well, I have there is someone that he has. Um, if to ma- if I could make a counter argument to your argument to okay. your counter argument, is it too and uh, no, it's two words, Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that could work for a week or two in the sense that, like, you know, I don't know. Is it, it seems like he's injured right now. Um, he is injured, so but it's if. Not great. Like I've I've moved Mason Mount out of my team, and I'm the biggest Mason Mount fan there is. Honestly, I love that guy. Um, but yeah, but listen to this. Assuming he, assuming he, so they don't have a game in 27. So they, so so he didn't play this week, and he doesn't play in game week 27. So that gives him plenty of time to heal. Um, and listen to these fixtures. Just listen to these juicy, juicy fixtures. Okay, give them to me. Burnley. Newcastle, Norwich, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds. Oh man, that is so good. Just an incredible run. So if 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 there was ever a time for him to get back in form this season, it's gonna be then. That yeah. stretch is incredible. Southampton is not great. I'll give him that. Southampton is, is actually not I mean, that good of a fiction. But like, it's good. They concede goals. They yeah, play yeah. they play high press. Yes. So it's like yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so it's not like great like some of the other ones are, but still, those are all just incredible. Um, incredible, incredible fixtures. And That's then you've got West, and then it's and then it's West Ham, which is I think okay right now. And then, um, Everton. then Ev- and then Everton, and then Wolves, which is not so great. Wolves and then United. So 
Um, yeah, just, I mean, that's got me itching to bring in some Chelsea assets actually. Yeah. Really uh, that's does. got, that's got me, that's got me thinking. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We, I haven't thought about bringing in a Chelsea asset in weeks and weeks, but now me, yeah, me maybe, after, maybe, maybe after 27, maybe after they're blank. Oh my God. Everyone's going to be on. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair enough. Anyway, what was your reason? Cause he didn't have differentials. That's right. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, it's, it's differentials. May okay. I suggest James Ward Prowse? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, um, go, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to uh, to make the case for uh, J Soccer Two. Um, okay. So in goal, he's got your favorite Hugo Lloris, and then at back, he's got Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson, Connor Cody, Dina, and Cresswell. Then in the midfield, he's got Corne, Coutinho, Son, Salah. And then up front, he's got Hudson Edward. And then on the bench, he's got Okanoko. Who is who is he? He's Arsenal's. He's a goalkeeper for Arsenal. Probably third goalkeeper for Arsenal. Um, hasn't yeah. played a minute this season. Daniel Potence, Broja, and that Richardson guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is... This is a not a bad team, right? Like there are obviously it has important pieces. He's the only person in our whole league who has Andy Robertson, which is a huge differential, honestly. Um, yeah. Obviously, he didn't start this past game in the same way that Trent Alexander Arnold didn't start, probably because they've got. I think they have a champion. Do they have a they champion? Had champ- they had cha- they had Champions League, right? Yeah, yeah, and then um, and I don't United I don't has them this week. Yeah. United has Atletico Madrid, I think, this week. But um uh yeah, so like that's that in and of itself is a huge differential. I um I love Andy Robertson as a um fantasy asset. Or I think maybe we're meant to call him Andrew Robertson now. I know I've noticed that um commentators have started calling him Andrew Robertson instead of Andy Robertson. That's kind of interesting. Um huh. but anyway, um uh, he's got a good defense. He's got a good midfield. He's got Coutinho, Sunsella. Corne is not my favorite pick, but he's not a bad pick. And for a while there, he was kind of a someone that fantasy people were talking quite a lot about. Um, I think the Veghorst situation changed that calculus a little bit. Um, and then Odson Edward has been starting a lot of games on the bench recently. He's not the, the um, striker I would go with. And certainly not the striker I would go with from Crystal Palace. So I would maybe suggest some changes there. But it, he's got Broja on the bench. He's got Daniel Podence on the bench. I think there are a lot of good pieces here. And I think there are some really fun pieces. I think Daniel Podence is a fun player. Um, and I think um, Connor Cody and Robertson in the back are also really good picks. So I think that's that's why he's got like good, stable pieces and then a couple of fun pieces to work around, some differentials to work around, like Robertson. Um, that if they pop off, could shoot them up the charts. Whether they will account for hundreds of points worth, who knows? <laughs> That's my case. Um, well, I actually don't think Jay is going to win the league this year. Really? Yeah, I don't. And um, because it's in the name. Soccer 2. Oh, it's a mentality problem. No, it's just because he named it wrong. Soccer two, you're not going to win by being soccer two. It's impossible. 
You can't. But the real reason um, is because he has no city players. Um. Absolutely no city players. Um, you can't expect to do well in fantasy when you don't have any players from the best team in the league. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of right about that, honestly. So I don't I think mean, he'll win. I don't think he'll win first. I think he'll come in second. Soccer two. Soccer yeah. Two. Is that what they, is that what they call um, a uh, club DNA problem? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not in, it's just not in the club DNA to win first place. Yeah. Oh gosh. I feel like nowhere do I hear the idea of club DNA brought up more than with regard to Everton. Oh, yeah. And it's always about like losing away games or something like that. Yeah, it's very bad. It's something that we've been, and you could use so many different words to describe what it is, but yeah, it's just like, it's just, there's something that's lacking. We have, we have no DNA. We're not even, we're not even a living organism. <laughs> you got no mitochondria, no powerhouse of the cell. Nothing, no, nothing. We got nothing. We're just a, a, a vacuous, empty space. Wow. Well, before this, this spirals into, you know, um, Everton talk, um, I think we've made it through all the teams. I think we've laid out some good cases. We have only, uh, only time will be our judge <laughs> in the court of corporate global. In the court of corporate global, only time will be our judge. <laughs> What a motto. Hey, let's get shirts made. Put, I was going to say, sh- put that above the office door. <laughs> yeah, slap it. As you come into work that day. Oh, very go out good. Into the, let's go out into the field and kick some ass. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what was the motto again? In the court of corporate global, only time will be our judge. In the court of corporate global, only time will be our judge on three. One, it, two, three. It scans kind of nicely. Uh, anyway. Um, I'm going to get a tattoo, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be in English. <laughs> you get... You it's going to be in, it's gonna in, be like, in wingdings. <laughs> oh, wingdings. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know, somebody, you know somebody has a wingdings tattoo. You know I they just do. Imagine a, a wingdings <laughs> tattoo, and that is so funny. You know what I want to do? I want to get a wingdings tattoo, um, and it says wingdings. <laughs> so, so anytime they ask, gonna be like, "Oh, is, is that wingdings?" Yeah. Well, what is it? What does it say? Wingdings. No, 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 no. But like, no, I get that. But like, what does it say? Wingdings. Uh, that would be very good. That yeah, would pretty love funny. That. That's like, uh, dude, where's uh, dude, where's my car? Um, the tattoos that they get. Have you seen that? No. That's a really good movie. I think it's a. I think it's a classic movie. Um, it's called "Dude, Where's My Car." Yeah, you've never heard of it? No. Oh my god! It's. I want to watch it now. Um, it's like just a. It's just like a, a silly, stupid, classic. Like it's like pretty classic, like movie structure from like the nineties or early two thousands. Um, and they get tattoos that. Um, they, what happens is it's it honestly it's like a better version of the hangover where it's oh. like a story it's a story where like 
something happens and they wait, they have a party and then they wake up and then they have to kind of figure out what happened. Mm. So it starts. So, but one of the things that happens is they wake up and they both have tattoos um, and they are reading each other's, their tattoos. And uh, it's, um, they're like, Oh, what, what, what does mine say? Cause I think they got them on their back or something. They're like, Oh, Oh, what does mine say? Um, and it's like, sweet. And he's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. What does mine say? Cool. It's like something like that. And it's like they go back and forth <laughs> several times. Wow. I've never, yeah. I've never even There's, heard of this movie. You've never heard of Dude or is my car? Wow. No. You should watch it. You should watch it. It's I don't know if it stands up to the test of time, to be honest, but I do desperately want to watch it. And it's it's just like wacky. It's a wacky movie. So if Man. you're ready for that, if you're ready for like if you're ready for like kind of dumb and dumber, but not quite as like that stupid. Um, there's okay. a little bit more, a little bit more thought to it, but cool. You make yeah, a strong, recommend make a strong case in the, in the court of <laughs> corporate global only time will be our judge. So, so um, awesome. Evan, is there anything else we wanted to go over today? We've made it through all the teams. Um, no, I did want to mention that I did donate blood today. So. Oh, we bow down to you. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I donated blood. That actually reminds me. I should do that. Well, it's only because I haven't donated blood in so long. It's only because they were at my office. That's why I did it. Oh, they're, yeah, they're usually it's, on yeah. campus, and I like to because I also get free food, which is always nice. Yeah. Now I'm not allowed to until June 13th, so wow. I'm going to have to wait. Yeah. Wow. Well. Uh, on that note, I think we'll probably end it there. Evan, it was great talking to you tonight. Long, longer pod than we anticipated. Huh? <laughs> we, had, we had said at the beginning, <laughs> this is going to be a short pod. It never is. Uh, well, you anyway, listeners, we will see you next time. Uh, until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. All right. See you later.